good morning. It's good to see y'all this morning. This makes it very real because I do that about half the time. So we're, we're so glad to uh, have you here this morning and watching from your living room and uh, wherever you may be. And I just want to say, I just want to say, I'm so thankful for this Harbor family uh, continuing to stay connected in many different ways as you uh, connect in your house churches uh, through Zoom meetings or you connect online in different forms and different ways. And so we need to stay connected. It's really important in this season that we do stay connected and that we uh, remember to reach out to those people that are around us. I also want to say thank you for your continual support. Uh, it's been tremendous to see the support of all you through your prayers, through your giving, through just, just the relationships. What a wonderful Easter we had. It was so dynamic. It was so good. Um, and again, I want to say thanks to this team. I've said this every Sunday, but all of this team that's here this morning making this happen and uh, the, the work uh, that's going into that. But most of all, I'm thankful for the presence of God that's here this morning. I'm so thankful for the presence of God. And uh, and I want to remind you this week as our Harbor Kids meet and uh, our, our our youth meet, uh, every those different forms that they meet, to make sure that you get your kids connected, make sure that they uh, have what they need. And if they don't, then let us know. We want to try to make that happen for you. I'm going to start a new series today. I don't know if it's going to be how long it's going to be. Uh, but I'm going to start a new series today called Reset, Reset, Reset. Um, I remember about five months ago, we were, uh, we were coming into the new year, and everything seemed to be going gangbusters. I mean, the economy was great. Everything was great. Uh, everybody was talking about 2020 vision. Y'all remember talking about 2020 vision? And uh, not, many of us saw, not many of us saw this coming. I surely didn't see it coming. And uh, we had this booming economy, and life seemed to be going good. For the most part, people were doing well. I know probably a lot of people had vacations planned and uh, had, already, uh, had already picked out places to go. We had no idea that, that we would have this situation going on right now. It, it, and it was like you're riding in a car, you're sitting in the front seat of the car, and then someone throws on the brakes, and you found yourself with your face plastered against the window, and everything looked different all of a sudden, just, just like that. Everything seemed to be looking different. So as we see this, we want to we, we, we're trying to figure out what to do, where to go, what we can do next. I, I just want to tell you this morning that, we're, that God's got a plan for our life. God's got a plan for our life. He, as you've heard many times, he's not been taken uh, back by this. Um, so uh, we could spend a lot of time talking about negatives. Oh, my goodness. We could talk about, you know, I list all the yak, 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 and, you know, and the negatives and, and you know, uh, People don't like the way the government's handling the situation or, or we're fearful of our future, and the list goes on. We could talk about all the negatives. Or we could take this minute and we could rethink or reset how we think. Has it crossed your mind this week that you have a great opportunity to reset, to reset I know that as I talked through with some of our staff here, we talked about some of the things that are becoming more important, that we see as more important, that maybe we wasn't able to see prior to this situation that we are in now. I talked about this a little bit Friday uh, on Facebook Live on my coffee time, but the Lord just kept on put, putting this in my spirit all throughout uh, Friday 
during the day and then Saturday. And, and, and I think it's important that we take the time to reset, to reset our thinking. Well, we, we, can, we could really just do one or two things. We could, reset, we could take a, a reset or we could take a recess. If we take a recess, we're waiting for to go back to whatever we call normal. A recess is just waiting to go back to whatever's next, what we call normal. And, and, and we, if we just take a recess, we may have missed an opportunity of a lifetime. You know, a recess is a break. It's just a break from everything you're doing. But then you go back after the recess and you start doing what you were already doing before. What you were already doing before. But to reset is a time to set again. I want you to, I want you to think about that. A reset is a time to set again. It's a time to reflect and to look at life and to evaluate what really is important. I know in the game of football, uh, there's a halftime. And while the fans go to the concession stand and they go to the bathroom, the coaches take the players and they go to the locker room. In that locker room is a time for reset. It's not just a time for relaxation but it's a time to reset. It's a time to look at the first half and how are we doing in the first half and what adjustments do we need to make for the second half? How many times have you been watching football and, and, and maybe your favorite team was down and, and it didn't look good and, and you're just waiting on halftime to happen? So you, when halftime happens, you're hoping that something good happens. And so the fans, they're all just hoping for something good to happen, but the coaches are planning for a reset. They're, they're planning to make some changes. And, and they come out of halftime, and it looks like a different ball team. It looks like a different a, – a whole uh, the, the, the guys that went in the locker room, they come out, and, man, everything's different. Coaches, different. Everything is different, and they come back to win from a deficit because they took that time to reset, to rethink what they're doing. These plays are not working. This, 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 this option that we're running here is not working. We've got to change what we're doing in the second half. So this is a season that we have an opportunity to reset our priorities, to reset our thinking. Colossians 3, 2 says this, set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things on earth. Set your mind on the things that are above. I want to encourage you in this season not to just get distracted with the things that are around us, but set our minds on the things that are above. The Passion Translation reads like this, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of this natural realm. Feed your thoughts Feast on these things. Feed your thoughts on heaven realities. What is God saying about this situation that you're in? More than that, what is God saying? What is God speaking specifically to you in this season of life? And we can get busy during this season of life and just fill our days up, or we can stop and reset how we think. In Matthew 6, uh, reading for the Passion as well, says, so above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Constantly chase after God's kingdom, not this earthly kingdom. Chase after God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. 
then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. All the less important things will be given to you abundantly. Sometimes we get to chasing the less important things and forget all, forget the most important things. So we have to reset our thinking and we start looking to God's heavenly realm and his righteousness that proceeds out of him. Then all these less important things will give to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. Can I just say, let's think about that for just a minute. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. For tomorrow will take care of itself. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Our first priority is to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Are we taking time to say, God, what are you, what are you thinking in all this? What are you saying about all this? I, I want to know, God, I want to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his power. How much of our time is worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow and, and how we're going to make how are we going to make something happen? How am I going to how am I going to make this happen? And I'm not opposed to planning. Matter of fact, I think it's good to plan. And I think some people spend a, a, a little too much time uh, not planning. They need to plan more. So I, I don't want to confuse what I'm saying today. I think planning is is good. But the question is, is what source do you make your plans from? What, where do you get your idea to what I'm going to do about life? Do you, is it reactionary to what's going on in life? Are you, are you just trying to get ahead or are you, are you dreaming somebody else's dream? Are you doing somebody else's thing? Have you heard something that you thought was cool? So you're, you're doing that. Or have you spent time with the Lord and found out what the Lord has for your life? What is God saying about your life? What is his plans for your life? And then building your plans around his kingdom and his purpose instead of worrying about what I'm going to do, worry uh, uh, our thoughts on oh, what is his plan. Proverbs 19 says this. A person may have ideals concerning God's plans for his life, but the only design of his purpose will succeed in the end. A person may have many ideas or they have their own plans, but only God's plan and purpose for your life is going to be the one that succeeds in the end. It's important that we know God's plans for our life. I mean, I'm going to say this. I've been saying it every week. I'm going to keep saying it because this is a time to reset our thinking. That God, what is your plan for my life? What have you got in mind for me? And that's why Matthew told us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added to your life. It's about priorities. If you read this passage of Scripture from Matthew 6, this verse is sandwiched in the middle of a passage instructing us not to be anxious about what's to come. I want to give you a little homework today. Go back and read Matthew 6 and see that it's saying, don't, don't, take, don't be worried about tomorrow. Don't be anxious for those things. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's sandwiched in the middle of all that. Hey, God's going to take care of us if we trust him. So we're thankful today for our government, and we pray for them. And we ask the Lord to bless them every day. We're praying for them. But we can't depend upon this world's government. But we have to seek the kingdom. We have to seek the kingdom of God. And we have to trust in the kingdom of God. And to prioritize what matters most in our lives, and the rest will come as needed. So we set our minds on one thing. 
one thing. God, what do you have for my life? God, what are you speaking to my life? God, what is your plans for my life? And then we begin to write those things down that we might live by them, not by our own plans, but by your plans, God, what you have for my life. I want to encourage you today to take time this week to write down those things. Get along with God and begin to write those things down. So how do we seek first the kingdom of God? First things first. First things first when we get ready to seek the kingdom of God. The first thing we need to do is we need to repent. The word tells us that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not a single person listening to me today and at some point in your life, you've been distracted. You've, 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 you've not paid attention to what God was saying. Let's repent over those things. Let's repent on over those things saying, God, I just want to live my life my own way. I, I want to do this my own way. You know, you can do that. God gives you the will. He gives you a will. You're free to do that. But if we want to seek first the kingdom of God, let's first start, let's start by repenting over the times that we've not put him first in our lives. Uh, uh, you know, there's not one of us that have not been guilty of making our own plans and doing things out of fear, out of anxiety, out of stress, out of a response, not willing to wait on the Lord to seek him before we move to the next thing. It's reactionary. Number two, we need to trust and have faith that our Heavenly Father's knows what's best for our lives. We have to have faith to believe that every promise that he has made us and everything that he started in us, that he will complete to its end. He's not going to abandon us in difficult times. As a matter of fact, it's sometimes out of those difficult times and those pr- the times that, that pressure comes in our life, we get to really see what rises to the top. We get to feel the pressure. We get to, we get to see what's really inside of us. It's like squeezing a, a, a tube of toothpaste. You know, you don't really know what's going to come out of it till you squeeze it. And sometimes God, God allows things in our life to squeeze us so we can see what's in us so that we know, hey, God, these are the things that I need to work on. Hebrews eleven six says this, and without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Are we seeking God in this situation? Are we seeking God, not just in this particular time, but are we seeking God in our daily lives, in our daily activities? What are we allowing to become idols in our life? Number three, what are we allowing to become idols in our life? What have we placed as a priority in our plans of our daily lifestyle? My bishop, Bishop Tinney, would always say, show me your checkbook and show me your calendar and I'll show you where your heart is. Show me your checkbook and your calendar and I will show you where your heart is. Luke says it this way, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's in seasons like this when we see, we feel like things are, are not like they should be or we're, we're, what are we going to do about tomorrow that we get to examine where have we put our hope, where have we put our treasures at, what have we invested in, what are we worried about for tomorrow? Luke 12 is saying, where you deposit your treasure your thoughts, 
are coming along with that. And your heart will go along with that. So this is a time just that we can't just take a recess and wait to go back to whatever normal is. And I want to add to you today, I don't think that normal ever is going to look the same. Can I get a better amen about that? I don't think we're ever going to see... Uh, it's going to be different. And I hope that there are some things that are different. There are some things that need to be different. There are some things that need to change in our life. And I think this is a good time for us to reset, to look at these things in life and say, hey, look, I'm going to take this moment to reset some things, to change some things. So I'm asking God, show us the things he has declared over our lives. What has God declared over your life this morning? What is God already saying about you, Peyton? What's God saying about you, Angel? What's God saying about you? What is God already speaking over your life? Sometimes we don't know what God's declaring over our life because we're so busy with life. We haven't taken the time to say, God, what are you speaking over our life? And then write those things down. What are you saying about me, God? And as we seek first the kingdom of God, he will help us to reset our priorities. God is first in my life above everything else everything that i own everything i possess belongs to god and i want to build my life on knowing that god is in the middle of every situation and he has set things in order and i what is it god that you're saying about me so as we surrender our will to him we become more acquainted with his plans for our life angels talked today about uh, our children and all of us having an encounter with god I think it's important that in this season that we have some encounters with God, that we have some time that we get along with the Lord and we have some encounters with the Lord. So what are your plans, God? He gives us direction. He gives us wisdom in every part of our lives, our families, our friends, our finances, Every, every part of your life that you can think of, God wants to be involved in. And where we should, what we should do and with our time, our talent, as well as our treasure. Let's take the season that we're in to do a little inventory of our daily lives. How do I spend my time? What do I do with my life? When I look back, now that I got some time to think about this, when I, I'm not, maybe I'm, maybe not quite as rushed as I used to be, to take some time and look at my life and say, what is the priority in my life? What is most important in my life? What am I doing with my time? So take out a notebook and, or your phone or tablet or whatever it is that you write on and, and, and then just write down some notes. Write down how much time do I spend with the Lord and what and what time of the day am I going to set aside and make a priority for my devotion with the Lord? I don't want to get into a situation where I'm, 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 I'm behind the eight ball and I'm saying, God, what, what, do you, what to do now? I want to already know what God's going to do. The way I do that is I spend some time with the Lord at the beginning of my day, and he knows what my day is going to be like. So I'm already connected. I'm already acquainted with his plans for the day. And in, in my daily activities, I can trust him that he knows what tomorrow is going to hold. So what am I doing with my time? What am I doing with my time? Good things can get in the way of our relationship with God. It's not just 
terrible, bad, sinful things, but good things can get in the way of our relationship with God. Uh, as much as I believe that family, I believe family can get in the way of our relationship with God. I believe work can get in the way of our relationship with God. I believe sports and activities can get in the way of our relationship with God, and all of those things are good. Family should be a high priority in our lives, and, and, but we often get too busy trying to meet the needs of our family and what's important in our family that we don't spend time with the Lord, that we don't spend time with Him. And when we don't spend time with the Lord, then we're not spending time with our family like we should. You see how that works? As we prioritize God in our life, then he sets the priority, and family becomes a priority. And then we not only just spend time with the Lord, but we spend good time, proper time, the right time with our family. It's a reset. It's a rethink of how we manage our time with the Lord. What a great season for us to reset and reconnect with our family. I know in this season when everybody's home, you, you start working through personalities. You start working through some things. You start seeing some things, and you start evaluating some things, and you start thinking, how can, how can I connect better? How can I do a better job connecting with my family? Work is necessary. I mean, we have to get up and go to work. You know, I talked about this this week. God doesn't like laziness. He doesn't like laziness. We got to get up and go to work. Come on, people. I'm ready for the work to start. I know you are too. I'm ready for things to open up and for, for, to get back to work. But here's the deal. As much as it is important that we go to work, it's also important that we don't let work get in the way of our worship. Don't let your work become your worship. Don't let your work become your priority. Don't let that take uh, become a distraction instead of a blessing. And we all love our sports, our activities, fishing, hunting, shopping. I guess that's a sport too. And, and those things are good. They're, not, they're good for the body. They're good for the mind. And we love to have fun. It's one of our core values here at the harbor, to have fun. I think it's good to have fun. And all of those things should fit in. But where in the priority list have we placed all of those things? Have they become a greater priority than our relationship with God and our family and on down the list of things that we do? Is God planning our life or are we planning our life? Is God putting, helping us with the priorities of our life? Are we seeking first the kingdom of God? That's the question we have to ask. I know in this season, you turn the news on, everybody's talking about finances. They're talking about money. They're talking about the economy. What's going to happen to the economy? What, what are we going to do in this season? How, is it gonna, how are we going to keep this economy afloat? And all of this talk about money and our finances. Maybe this is a good time to reset our budget, to think about where I spend my money, how I spend, how I spend what God has blessed me with. Because where my treasures are, there will my heart be also. Where I put the most of my thought at, where my treasures are, there will my heart be also. So you need to commit your money to the Lord. Commit your treasures to the Lord, and then he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. 
So I know that this subject sometimes uh, is not like to be talked about, but the truth is, is the Bible talks about money often. There's a lot, a lot of scripture about our money, about our treasure. So why do we joyfully give to the Lord? Why do we give 10% of our income to the kingdom? It's not so we can just, you know, it's not the idea, look, I'm going to give so I, I, I can escape hell. Listen, I'm not giving because I'm worried about going to hell. I'm not giving because I feel manipulated or pressured or that I'm trying to manipulate God into loving me. He loves me and regardless. His love is way bigger than that. So that's, that's not why we, we put 10% of our money into the kingdom of God, our first fruits. It's simply saying, God is first in my life. God's number one in my life. God's there for me, and he loves me, and he's faithful to me, and I want him to know that he's number one in my life. So I'm giving of the first fruits of my life, not just in my finances, but in my time and everything in my part of my life. So when I talk about a tithing, I'm not just talking about your finances. I'm talking about first fruits of our life. Is that a priority in our life? And when we make money and it becomes our God, it no longer serves us, but we serve it. And I don't want that to be my master. I don't want money to be my master. I don't, I don't want to be so caught up with, oh my goodness, you know, the economy is going to collapse and, and we're not going to have this and this is not going to ha- happen and we're, this is all going to crumble down around us. No, then, then that's bec- I'm, I'm not putting my trust in God. I'm not saying he's going to supply all my riches. I'm, I'm not going to withhold what God has blessed me with so that I can feel safe in this economy because I'm not living in this economy. I'm living in the economy of God. So when we give of our first fruits, we're saying, God, I know that you have the wisdom to give us on how to handle every dollar that comes into our life, how to handle every situation that comes into our life, how to handle our time, how to manage our talent, how to take care of the things that come in our life. So, God, I put you first in everything. Now, I can't tell you how the next few months is going to end. I cannot. I, I, don't have, I, don't, I don't have a crystal ball. But here's one thing I know. God knows how it's going to end. He knows the end, the, the beginning to the end. He already knows. And so if I've put my trust in him, and I know that he's not just a resource, he's not just a resource in my life, but he is the source in my life. He is the source of what everything flows out of him. And so he will supply my needs according to his riches and glory. So I, I, I finish up with today with saying it's time for me to take the time in my life and I could either recess, recess, and go back to the same old things that I was doing before, or I can reset. I can reset my thinking. I can reset my time. I can reset my priorities. I can reset where my money goes. I can reset my purpose in life. I can take this time and do some reset in my life. Now, if I do that, I can come out of the season better than I was before. I, I, I don't know how. Hey, listen, I understand 
the economy is suffering. I understand that. I understand that that things don't look well if we stay in the situation that we're in for weeks and months to come, that there's going to be devastation, that there's going to be problems, there's going to be situations. And if I put all my thoughts into that, then, I, then I'm not going to be able to, to function or I'm not going to be able to navigate through this. But if I put my thoughts on the Lord, if I put my, if I, I take this time to reset and say, God, I want you first in my life, greater than anything else in my life. You know, it's one thing for us to preach like, hey, tomorrow's going to be a better day. And I believe that tomorrow can be a better day. But I believe there's a responsibility on my part for my better day. How many believe that? How many believe that I have a responsibility? There's a calling and a purpose on my life. And I have to take this time to reset, say, God, hey, I'm looking for a better day. And I believe, God, that you're going to do greater things. I believe that even in this season, Lord, that you're stepped up to the bow of the ship, Lord, and you're going to say, peace, be still. I believe, God, that you can, that you can do miracles in this season. I believe, God, that you're more than, more than able my faith is, and my trust is in you. But God, what are you saying to me? What's my part, God? How am I going to reset my life so that you could have full access into the plans of my life so that when I come out of this on the other side, that it's better than it was before? Well, I'll tell you how. Time to reset. Time to get along with God. Time, time to... Turn the news off. Turn the news off. Turn off the, maybe turn off, man, we're, we're consumed right now with social media because it's keeping us connected. I get that. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. But sometimes we need to move back from social media, move back from, from all of the, the things that are going on and, and quit waiting on. Hey, listen, I, I, again, I want to say I'm thankful for what our government's doing to stimulate but at the end of the day, they're not my source. He's my source. And if this all crumbles and falls, where will I put my hope at? So I want to reset my priorities. I want to reset my thinking now. I want to get ahead of the curve. <laughs> we heard a lot about being ahead of the curve. I want to be ahead of the curve of the kingdom. I want to be ahead of the curve. I want to know what God's plans are. What, what is God speaking What's God saying? What's God saying for me? What's God saying about my family? What's God saying about this church that I pastor? What's God saying about my job? What's God saying about the next? And I want to be ready for what God's doing. So I do that by setting my priorities and setting my hope in Him and seeking first the kingdom of God. Let me pray over you this morning. We'll talk some more next week about resetting, resetting. I'm going to talk more about family next week. And um, let's just talk about resetting getting some things in our life that are better because we've made room for God to speak in our life. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, even for this season. Even this season, God, we're thankful. We're thankful, God, because you've been good. Your goodness has not changed not one little bit in this season, God. You're for us, not against us. 
you're, you're in our corner cheering for us. You're cheering us on, God. Yes, Lord. The Word tells us greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. There's something inside of me. There's something inside of me that's greater than all of these things around me. It's your kingdom. So I pray today your kingdom come, your will be done in my life as it is in heaven today, Lord. Let your kingdom come and, and give us vision, give us dreams, give us passion. Make us excited for the season that we're in. Let's take some inventory, God. Maybe, God, some things we need to set out of our lives, some things we need to bring into our life, some things we need to put on pause, some things we need to push a little harder in. Whatever those things are, God, show us, show us, show us. Let us know, God. God, we take the time to reset our thoughts upon you, to think about what the heavenly, think about those heavenly things pull on that heavenly realm and see God come in a powerful mighty way in this season of life Lord we give you all the praise we give you all the glory for it in Jesus name let's worship the Lord